You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Hey there, Lost Girl fans. Docubuses, Wolfiebuses, Rainbuses. I don't know if that ever took off. Uh, welcome to AfterBuzz TV. You are obviously at the Lost Girl After Show. If you're in the wrong place, get out now, because this episode is jam-packed. So you're going to be lost. Uh, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 12. What was that voice I just did? I don't know, but it I was correct. Know. It was correct for this show. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Season 4, Episode 12, Origin. I'm Matt Lieberman. Join me as always. Yelled Teagle. Hello, everyone. Fantastic and talented. Thanks. Um, what do you think of this episode? I was legitimately thrilled from start to end. You know, when you have as as horrific and epic a character death as we had last episode, mm-hmm. you really have to follow it up with a beefy plot episode. And and in this one, there wasn't a moment wasted. And I feel like I loved every twist in this episode. And it's hard to think of an episode of Lost Girl. Where I'm like every single choice was right. I knew that you would love this episode. I finished it and was like, mm, this is Matt's episode. Yeah. Because all you've been asking for is answers and prophecy and, and information. And again, that's all we got this episode. Yeah. Um, we are still heartbroken. Uh, at least I am still heartbroken. I'm still heartbroken. Are you accusing me of not being heartbroken? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Way to throw me under the proverbial fae bus, I yo. apologize. But we've got so much. I couldn't even keep up with everyone's quoting prophecy because all the information is flooding back and the history books are full. Mm-hmm. Yet there's so much going on and I was so confused and so excited all at once. Part of me was like, is this, am I watching an episode of True Detective? Because there's just so much plot in here mm-hmm. and lots and lots of twists. There were like three different times where I'm like, and that's the end of the episode. What? There's more? Like, um, when, when Ebony was turned human, yeah. I was like, end of episode. I'm like, when, uh, you know, Massimo eats the origin seed, I'm like, end of yeah. episode. And it just kept going and going and going. And if they there was this much stuff this week, I can only imagine what our finale has in store for I us. I am terrified for the finale. Yeah. Everything has been building and building and building, and this episode was like, oh, remember how we built up to this episode? We're going to just keep building. Mm-hmm. Oh. And who am I terrified for the most, of course, is Kenzie. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's dealing with some serious issues. She's grieving um, and she can't get revenge. No one is backing her mm-hmm. in her quest for revenge against Massimo. Everyone's conflicted, and she's going to an incredibly dark place that I'm worried she's never going to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's start at the funeral. Um, we we open on uh, on Hale's funeral, and um, it's a very somber occasion. Dyson delivers a very moving and beautiful eulogy. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, you know, I know this is the wrong time to say, but Kenzie, of course, looks gorgeous in this gown. Oh, of it's course. It's an incredible gown. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
the, you know, they do this day of silence. They say this begins the day of silence, which I'm like, I like this concept. He's a siren, so when a siren dies, everyone, you know, should take a day where they don't say anything out of respect. Right. I think that's a really awesome idea. Right. Unfortunately. No one seems to do the day of silence whatsoever. Everyone's talking. I completely missed that it was a day of silence. I thought it was a moment of silence. And then Trick is like, no, it's a day of silence. He says out loud. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, that, like, that's my point. No one follows it at all. Mm-hmm. Everyone's too busy. And for a hot second, when he said it, I'm like, wow, are we really about to have, like, a silent episode? Like, that, that would be, be so awesome. bold. But at the same time, I, I don't think there would have been time left in the season mm-hmm. to get away with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that moment has passed. So I'm glad we got the episode that we got. Yeah. Um. And, uh, uh, of course, as it empties out, Kenzie's the last one seated, and Bo goes over to her and is trying to comfort her. Obviously, Kenzie still holds some, re- harbors some resentment for her not being able to save Hale in his final moments. And she feels like she's been abandoned by her friend. Just as Bo tries to, you know, comfort her and explain that she's not going anywhere, this cool lady soldier appears mm-hmm. out of nowhere... Um, a a soldier of Reina. The Knight of the Order of Reina. Knight of the Order of Reina. Um, and, you know, I'm, again, it's a very Lost Girl move. I love that it's like a, a cool female soldier mm-hmm. in very effective body armor, you know, but like without the arm stuff so that she's light and fierce yeah. and she's great with the sword. Awesome. Yeah. And she has pledged her fealty to her queen, Bo. What? Explains the crown. Explains the crown. Uh, explains the prophecy that she is the one, mm-hmm. which we'll get into later. Yeah. Because she's not just the queen. She's the capitalized one. Yeah. Um, the one who will wear the hell shoes and save the planet and the future, I guess, and maybe also the past. We haven't... We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So the the knight pledges fealty to her, and of course, Kenzie's like, right. Yeah. Her, I'm gonna go. Her reaction was... was Perfect. Because I feel like the entire audience was like, Kenzie is heartbroken, and this happens? Of course it does. It, I, It's kind of like, dare I say, Ron Weasley syndrome mm-hmm. of what it's like to be the best friend who isn't as, you know, necessarily strong or important as someone who is fated to save the universe. Right. Um, and this is like one of those classic moments of like, I'm sick of being the second banana when I really need you for something. You're off having a destiny. Mm-hmm. How selfish of you. <laughs> Which, I mean, is wrong, but you feel for her here. Yeah. Her, whole, her whole life, her whole future just got blown up in an instant. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's feeling very, very alone. Where, where do we go after that? Um, after that, we go to the bar. Yes, to the doll um, where uh, Bo and Dyson... Bo and Dyson are talking. Yeah. And the um, our knight is there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Bo and... Uh, sorry, Bo and Rainer are talking. Yeah. Dyson is talking to uh, Kenzie. Kenzie. We don't he- quite hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. but I think she basically... She asked him to kill Massimo for her, and he said no, so she storms off. Right, which, to be fair, why would he say no? That's just rude. Well, because... Massimo's such a jerk. I know he's such a jerk, but it still is a murder. I know that it's vengeance, but it is a murder, and he's a cop. On some level, he's got an honor code. All right, but Hale... 
I know. Sorry. I'm I, still listen, heartbroken. I'm sure that there's at least half of the Lost Girl fan base that agrees with you mm-hmm. and feels that no matter what position you hold in the human world, no matter what your worldview is, when your best friend is killed, you go and you you avenge him. Mm-hmm. Point blank. No question. Um and it's uh, it's moments like these that I continue to wonder how much Dale and Ke- uh, or sorry, Dyson and Kenzie remember uh, about mm-hmm. the time where Bo was unwritten in history, yeah, and they were like together, creepy. I was thinking about that as well, exactly, because it felt like a very intimate moment mm-hmm. that we kind of stumble on because we don't hear the whole conversation. Uh, so that jumped to mind, but yeah, uh, Bo is conferring with Rainer about this whole situation. He sees the knight and he's overjoyed because she, uh, you know, he mm-hmm. led her for years and years. She followed him for years when he was still alive. Her name is Rosette. Rosette. Good mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Good, Good name. lost girl name. Good lost girl name. And I don't know how it took me almost the entire episode to see the connection between Knight of Reina and Rainer. That didn't, like, hit me. For like almost the entire time. Really? Yeah. That's cute. It's I, I have my faults. Mm-hmm. This is one of them. And uh, we kind of, we learn a lot more about Rainer and his whole situation this week. Mm-hmm. He's been, he, when the first curse is broken, a second curse is enacted and he only has seven days on the, you know, human plane before he dies again. Mm-hmm. Terrible. So, you know. Of Bo, course we're at day six. Right. Of course. Of course. And, like, I know we talked about it last week, and I definitely felt it at times during this episode. I'm like, Bo, are you brainwashed? By the end of the episode, I I see that she's not brainwashed because she's like, this isn't about love when they get married. Mm-hmm. They get married, and we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe she got... Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. But we're, I'm like, she keeps just putting this guy in front of her family. Yeah. And and we still have very little evidence to support why she should be doing that. She just has this un, this written connection that's finally coming to light. All of this prophecy it winds up really being more about her than it is about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that we find out that he is in fact. We had some confusion about whether or not there was still a wanderer out there. Right. Because the person that everyone thought was the wanderer actually wasn't the wanderer. Mm-hmm. He is the wanderer. Somehow the Pyrapus appeared as a person when he went to Tamsin to get her to find Bo. And yeah. It's a whole Mishigas. It is. And the all the prophecies, there were so many. I couldn't write there them all down. There were at least four prophecies. And, and they all had very interesting... Uh, uh, different things to say that add it all together, but we're all still very confusing. Yes, and I loved it. <laughs> well, let's 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 count the prophecies. We have uh, the Clan Zamora Scroll prophecy. Right. We have uh, the book that Lauren finds in the Dark Archives prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the prophecy from Rosette. The the with the death of the Unamens, the uh, Parapus will rise. Right. There was uh, Ev- uh, Epona's. Uh, prophecy. Apona was was the girl who showed up. Oh, right. I have that one, too. Right. Um, um, somewhere. Oh, you wrote it down, the I prophecy. I tried to write these down because I had to keep them all straight. Okay. Um, I, I guess I don't have hers. That's okay. But we have also the one that Kenzie read that listed all the people that would be involved. Right. And that she's not there. And she's not there, which is, which is you know, BS. And also, Kenzie, if you think about it, who wrote down... 
the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Probably a human claimed by one of these uh, by one of these people or by the person who was making these prophecies. She's still part of it. Yeah. You know. What if uh I I was about to get into like crazy town territory. What if somehow she's part Faye that was removed from history something something? Well, she could be related to Faye as we learned from uh Massimo's line. Right. He is human, but his mother is, turns out is not. Is Evany. That was crazy. I know. Um, and we'll get into all that later. Mm-hmm. I love the Ebony stuff in this episode. Yeah. Um, let's just finish all this prophecy stuff. Okay. So, basically, the prophecy... The prophecies kind of argue on a few points, but the big idea is... Uh, the big idea is that she and Rainer need to unite or shouldn't unite because one of these two things will release the Pyrapus, mm-hmm. uh, who will rain fire down on everything. Who is the Dark Lord or the Lord of Darkness? The Lord of Hell, mm-hmm. H-E-L. From Valhalla. The opposite of Valhalla. Mm. Um, which brings back the question of what the Hell Shoes are meant to do. Yeah. Are they, do they give one the power over the Master of Hell? Do, do they give her the power to walk in Hell or to send someone back to Hell? Who knows? Who knows? But Bo has all of these, like, mystical accessories that she should be working on getting. We got this crown. We got these shoes. There's probably a nice hell purse somewhere, a nice hell clutch (laughs) that, you know, carries monster souls, maybe. Let's talk about the dress. Yes. I'm sure there's going to be something beautiful and cleavage-y. Of course. It's going to be super cleavage-y, just like everything this evening. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever, like, she, it's like a a deep shot, like a deep focus shot, and she walks from across the room, like, just, you, you just see chest, and then everything else kind of comes into focus as she comes closer. It's, uh, it's not a productive train of thought. I'm going <laughs> to cancel that one. Um, okay, I'm going to talk really quickly about iTunes, and then we're going to jump back in. Folks, I want to thank you for all of your support. Uh, we had issued a challenge, yep. didn't we, Yale? Uh, to uh, the fans of this podcast to go on the iTunes, give us 10 or more reviews. By today. By today, and that we would get Ksenia Solo on this podcast. How did that turn out for us, Yale? Uh, we got over 10 reviews. And? And Ksenia Solo will be joining us for the finale of Lost Girl. That's right. We got Ksenia Solo. We got Ksenia Solo. We are, we're, we're taping it later today, uh, but it will not be streaming live. It will be available uh, next week, as soon as the finale airs on Sci-Fi, which is uh, Monday, night. Monday night, uh, 10 p.m. I think, I, hopefully we'll go by Eastern Time. By mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Eastern Time, so probably 7 p.m. Pacific Time, it will be on iTunes and YouTube next Monday night. That is Monday, April 7th. Yep. Yes. Uh, I am trying to pull up. Our reviews. While you do that, I just want to make it clear that this is not an April Fool's joke. That this, this is, is not an April Fool's This Fool is happening. Joke. This is happening. And and frankly, we would have done it whether or not you had gotten our reviews. How dare you? I was ready to cancel it. You were ready to cancel? We said 10 reviews. Okay. So This is why you don't want to get yell mad. You want to be on her side. You yeah. want to be aligned with her. Because frankly... Her side is going to win the the inevitable Fey War. Yeah, it is. Frankly. <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
let's let's read up some of these read those reviews. Some of these man. reviews. Uh, Rogue Nine A writes, "Awesome show, love the show. I watch live every Tuesday, and I often can't wait to see and hear what Yell and Matt have to say. If you're watching Thanks. right now, thank you so much. You're the best. Uh, new fan from Daniel Son, fifty five. I had just stumbled upon Afterbuzz last night, and when I found out they covered Lost Girl, I screamed in joy. And since I found others who watch and want to discuss it and get as invested in the characters as I do, listen to several of them in a row, and so sad I found them so late in the season. Overall, this podcast is amazing. I can't wait." to hear more and I hope you return for season five can't and I hope you get Ksenia Solo because she is amazing and her crying may be run for tissues well she is pretty amazing yeah. and we're amazing for getting her Yale's amazing for getting her because oh, she did all the all the work the, the fans did the work by giving us the reviews that's true uh, keep it up KT Rose awesome podcast love listening every week you guys are hilarious solo fangirl uh, from Beatga uh, like all After Buzz shows, this one doesn't disappoint. Two hosts enhance my enjoyment of the show. Their summaries and theories are insightful and always entertaining. Aww. Go, y'all. And then one person just wrote, uh, Tan, Tanny Tan wrote, Finally! 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 After Buzz TV is recapping Lost Girl. End of review. Best review ever. Best review ever. <laughs> um... Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to read, uh... You can read just the first part. Okay. Uh... Matt is in the house. I always feel weird. People mention me by name. Yeah, TDMVJJ like uh, wrote, I listen to a lot of TV podcasts from both AfterBuzz and another network I won't name here. Let us know. I want to know who our rival is no. so we can destroy them. Destroy them. Yes. Uh, every time I find out that Matt is going to be hosting, I know it'll be a great podcast. Oh, cute. Thank you. Thank you. Um, one more review from Real or Not Real. You guys are fantastic. I'm so happy that I stumbled upon this this podcast. I love everyone's sense of humor, and it's like having a talk about Lost Girl with my friends. Every week I look forward to seeing what you all have, what you both have to say, that I am maniacally refreshing the page to see if it is up. Aww. Oh, Sadly, we only have two episodes left. I hope they bring it all together. Either way, I'll be eagerly, eagerly awaiting you next season. Thank you both and the crew for providing such a witty and in-depth podcast about this great show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, guys. Thank you all very much. You know, your support is is the best, and it's why we do what we do. We mm-hmm. love this show, and we love you. We want to give you the best possible Lost Girl programming that we can. I would say it's the second best Lost Girl programming just below Lost, Lost Girl. Girl. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you saw that coming from I saw a mile it was away. Nice. Yeah. It's good though. It's true. Okay, cool. So, um, yes. In the midst of all this prophecy junk, mm-hmm. right? We find out a that the Purpose is Bo's father. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. She is a horse daughter. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Okay. She's the daughter of a horse demon. So here's my question. When a horse demon and a succubus... When a horse (laughs) demon... Loves a succubus. And a succubus love each other. Uh, and they are the succubus happens to be the offspring of a and blood king. And the succubus <laughs> happens to be the offspring of a blood king. We then get another succubus. We then get <laughs> yes, we get another succubus. I'm just trying to understand the, the gene, genetics the, of it. The genetics of I don't know. Yeah, you, that would be a question for Lauren. But right. frankly, I, I I guess she she brings up the point, which we don't know if if that's you know speculation or not mm-hmm. that if she is the daughter of something that's pure evil there must be something evil inside of her right um which did we 
not to say I love Bo, so please don't take this the wrong way, but don't we know that there's clearly something evil inside of her? Right, she, like how she was acting before the dawning last year. She And she kicks butt all the time and right. like has no problem killing people. Right, and is generally just a wild child. Yeah. You know, you can tap into that evil for good things. Mm-hmm. You know, e- evil, evil and cruelty, I think, are two different things. Yeah. And like... You know, just because you're not pure and you do expose yourself to some more scandalous things and and darker impulses doesn't make you a bad person Mm -hmm. or an evil person. You know, uh, because of how she was raised, who she surrounded herself with, and, you know, the value that she places on human life, I think that she's not evil. She's not bad. She is, however, dark. Yeah. She's got some darkness in her, Mm -hmm. which is why I like all the more that she's dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway. So they show up, they ambush uh, Epona and the ladies of the horse yeah. mid-chant, trying to find uh, some sacred relic. Right. Um, she's got. She's armed with this Zamoran uh, poem, and it's just lots of horse stuff in this room. I love the way she discovered the relic. I love that she just like slowly walked through touching things mm-hmm. to see like something's going to do something. Something's going to make her react. Yeah, it was very smart. Mm-hmm. Very smartly played. Uh, and reciting the the riddle, opened it, and it was uh, this this strap that one would use in marrying people. It looked like someone like cut a ponytail of hair that was braided. To it me, looked like hair. It looked like the the handle of a cat of nine tails whip, and they just chopped off all the whips. But it was like flexible more so than okay. But because a cat of nine tails, it requires some resistance right. and the, the okay. whip part. I, not that. Uh, not that. It, we're gonna stop talking about. No, whips. no, no, no. Let's let this die. Let's let this die so that we can be born again. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So she's not thrilled about this idea. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you know, Rainer, I think you're great. I know you're supposed to be my destiny. I still do barely know you. Right. I don't want to marry you. I don't want to marry anybody necessarily. You know. Um. She doesn't want to be tied down. But if it'll save his life, she'll do it. There is there is fey divorce, right? I'm sure there is. Okay, good. But it was just very it's so the curse is that when the wanderer rises, yeah. um another curse shall befall him. In 7 days he will expire unless the curse is broken. And then we find out that Bo's alliance with Rainer will release her father, the Parapus, from prison. Yes. So she has to save I'm just trying to figure this all out in my head. Yeah. So she has to save Rainer yep. by marrying him. By marrying him. Which will release her father who's going to kill everybody anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah, so she basically puts this guy she barely met above everybody else on the planet mm-hmm. because she's Bo and she doesn't want to see someone die on her own account, but now she's going to have to face and defeat her father on her own terms. Who is the Lord of Darkness. Yes. And there's still some conf- there's still some confusion about how history views Rainer. He's got mm-hmm. horns and fangs in an image, um, and some people are believe some people believe that either Bo or Rainer will die in the process. Uh, I'm thinking that ultimately Bo doesn't want to kill her father and has to kill Rainer. Maybe that's a thing, or Rainer dies for Bo, mm-hmm. but it does conveniently take him out of the way. In terms of romance moving right. on in the series. Yes. Just throwing that out there. Right. He's a sacrificial lamb. Mm-hmm. Personally. Okay. Um, have we thoroughly broken down this part of the story? I think we've explained it as best we can. Without just going into mass speculation. Right. Okay. 
Great. Then I want to move on to Lauren's side of things. Yes. Because to me, this was the most exciting storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get to Kenzie and to Trick and everybody. Yes. Um, but Lauren, yes. she's, uh, she's sneaking around looking through the dark archives, which she reveals this week to Bo. Uh, she, she basically, she finds this prophecy with ink that's still fresh as it's returning to the book as these memories are returning to history mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, Bo and Rainer um, are connected, but one of them will die is which which was her prophecy at this point. I don't remember. OK, fine. Uh, but it, it, it basically it painted the wanderer as a bad guy. Yes. Yes. Um, and just as she's about to go tell Bo about it, she overhears a conversation between Ebony, the Morrigan, mm-hmm. and Trick are acting Ash. Yes. Uh, but at the moment that she sees the conversation, she doesn't know that she's talking to Trick. That's true. She just need, knows that Ebony is talking to someone. Ebony's talking to someone, and that just because the Unamens are dead doesn't mean that all the, that the plan is falling into place. Mm-hmm. We should kill the succubus. Is basically her agenda. Yes. Uh, Trick won't let that happen. She's like, ugh, you and your blood. Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> it would be just so much easier if we just killed her. Stupid. But why are these two in cahoots? Because they are the leaders of the different sides. They have to communicate. That's they, true. They, to keep peace, they have but to discuss things. But what is this things. plan that's that's supposed to fall in the, into place once the Unamens are dead? Um, that I believe that one of them has the origin seed or that they are both together protecting the origin seeds to keep the peace. Right. Or, you know, I think Trick's plan is that he will then take over all the power because, as we know, Trick turns out to be a little bit uh, selfish. Yes. Um, And I'm sure Ebony also wants all the power. I'm sure. But neither of them has the origin seed. Mm -hmm. Ebony nearly gets it later but is too stupid to realize it. Yeah. Um, So Lauren escapes with, uh, with this prophecy. She goes to Bo. Um, and she's like, you know, we need to, we need to talk. And she lets her know that the only reason that she's been with the dark at all mm-hmm. is to protect Bo. She's done this all for her, which like, I, I find that very selfless and noble, but I also agree with Bo. Like, you know, you love and respect me, but you can't even tell me what's going on and that you, you you're doing this all for me. You, you know, I could help protect you. Yeah. They're both making valid points here. It's not an easy it's not an easy situation. Well, so the last I remember, Lauren said, hey, I'm staying with the dark because they give me all this freedom and I can go through things and do all this research and mm-hmm. whatever. And so that's what really drew or drove a wedge between them. But was she really pushing her away? No. Bo was busy with Rainer. Yeah. And and was she really acting all evil? No. Bo was busy with Rainer. Mm-hmm. She just ignored Lauren. Bo has been letting people down left and right yeah. this season. Um, and, you know, Lauren's been doing all this stuff for her. Bo's, like, not even having it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't even look at you. So what does Lauren do? She goes right back to the dark, and for a hot second, we're like, oh, God. She didn't, like, just, you know, completely flip the script the other way and is now trying to make the best of her situation with the dark. She's wearing the lingerie. She's got the champagne. She wants to be claimed by Ebony. Yeah, who doesn't need to claim her clam to claim her, okay? <laughs> line of the night, not line of the night. Not at not all. Not at all line of the night. night. But it would have been the line of the night any other episode. Yeah. But not in the episode where Conalingus is used to deliver a serum that changes Faye into people. That was the greatest <laughs> moment ever. Are we ready to talk about that? How can we talk about it? I don't know how I'm supposed to talk about it, but we can talk about it. That is the most ridiculous plot point 
any show has ever had. I think my favorite part was when Ebony is like, well, how? And Laura was like, what, you already forgot? It was just 20 minutes ago. You were down there 20 minutes ago. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and, and I was like, sick burn, Lauren. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, in, in this one instant, I'm like, anything negative I've ever said about Lauren, crumble yeah. it up, throw it in the trash. Because she is the woman who invented a fae into human serum that's going to be called the Lewis, not not the Lewis hypothesis, the Lewis solution. Yeah. And she applied the Lewis solution to her Lewis situation. Yeah. And, and caused. So, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Wow. This is, this is the reason that Lost Girl is so different and so creative. You got to, you got to admit this is the most creative way to do this. <laughs> I guess it's it's certainly the most immature and like gleefully inappropriate because like I'm like okay she slipped it into her champagne that's why she was pushing the champagne and then no she seduced her and got her to eat her out so that she could get the serum into her butt like Mm -hmm. it's gonna take a few days just to come down from that that's so (laughs) completely ridiculous like People would say that that's far-fetched on a comedy show. That's crazy. And I love it. I and love it so much. That particular brand of crazy. If I'm ever recommending this show to a person who I know has a good sense of humor, this is the moment that I will tell them about. Yeah. Yeah. And they will then watch the show. Yeah. I mean, granted, it also, when she was seducing Ebony, it was a very hot scene. Yes. I was very into what was going on. Great performances, good writing, into it. It was a beautiful scene. It was well done. I was very much in uh, believing that Lauren had given up on Bo, which just, it made me dislike her. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, Lauren, who's so in love, mm-hmm. can like like this, be like, eh, I'm over it. Hey, Ebony, let's get yeah. together. She out Black Widow's Ebony. And I'm talking mm-hmm. about, like, the term Black Widow, not Marvel's Black Widow. Right, but, right. like, where, you know, it's a dangerous femme fatale who uses her wiles mm-hmm. to get ahead and, you know, murders and murder and lie and deceit. Yeah. Um, and, like, I loved Ebony's disgust with being human. Oh, yeah. Salt. <laughs> salty. Why does it taste salty? You're sweating. Uh, uh, you, you, like you're sweating. That usually happens after good sex. Sick burn. Um, and she's like, not, not to me, not to me. Oh, it's just because you're human now. Suck it. Um, it was so great, good. and so I good. love that the uh, serum is either going to stay yeah. or kill her. Yeah, like those are your options. You're either going to be human or dead. Basically, I love it. Mm-hmm. I loved everything about that reveal. Right. But now I'm very, like, for a hot second I'm like, okay, she's human, but then I was like, okay, Massimo's gonna give her the twig of Zamora, and now she'll be an immortal human, and that'll Mm -hmm. be the whole thing. There is no, the twig of Zamora doesn't show up again in this episode. I thought that that's what what the little box was, but no, that was the origin scene. Mm -hmm. So, we're, we'll get into the Massimo thing in a second. Let's come at it through the Kenzie Mm -hmm. stuff. So, Kenzie's just really broken up, man. She, as she should as be. she should be. And um, she and the peeps lead an assault on the lair, mm-hmm. which is, like, capitalized. It's not, she, like, she in the subtitles, um, Vex is like, you don't even know where he is. And she's like, yeah, I do. He's in the lair. I'm like, where's the, why is there a lair that's just the one lair? There's the one lair in the doll. Oh. 
All right. I, was, I, yeah. I, re- I retract my point. Right, right, right. The yeah. layer in the doll, that's where he is. Oh, okay. I just didn't know that that's what they called because it. Because before that, if, if you recall, uh, Kenzie took Dyson and uh, Bo to go and kill Massimo. Right. And then they brought him back to the lair in the doll. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they all go to, to kill Massimo, but Bo and Dyson stop Kenzie from doing it. Because they need him for something. Yeah. Which... Again, just yet another disappointment on a heap of disappointments. Mm-hmm. So who does Kenzie call? She calls our favorite bag of fun, Vex. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's being inappropriate for a woman who's grieving, you know, saying, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get plastered and, and watch a whole stack of something Rachel McAdamsy, which sounds like a perfect Thursday for Kenzie normally, mm-hmm. but not what she needs right now. She wants the bad, tough murderous, terrible Vex, which, like, he's been rallying against being that person. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate that he keeps getting pulled back in. What what bothers me is that she says, you know, now is not the time to have your moral dilemma. But I didn't, I didn't believe him having a moral dilemma. Hmm. I believe that Vex, even though he's been trying not to be evil, if someone said, hey, here's an opportunity to be evil, he would jump at it. Hmm. I believe he's not close to the, ooh, maybe I should stop place yet. Okay. Especially after what happens. Yeah, it's true. What we come to learn, of course, is that Vex has claimed Massimo. Mm -hmm. Um, He claimed him many years ago after his mother wanted nothing to do with him. The mother, we learn, is Ebony. Um, Which was a huge twist. Huge twist. um, To know that she had a child and that he was human bad news bears, which means, if I recall, when a human and a fae have a child, it will only be human. Mm -hmm. It will only be human, which means that she slept with a human and a human impregnated her. Yeah. Impregnated her at some point. Um, And Vex uses his powers on Kenzie, not happy about that, Mm -hmm. then uses them on Massimo to get him to leave, to get him to run. Kenzie's just without options, and at this point, she's like, she's so dark, I worry about what she's going to do in this finale. Mm-hmm. How far is she going to go um, to get what she thinks that she deserves? We we also have to talk about the scene in Bo and Kenzie's apartment where Kenzie tells her to unclaim her. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Chills. More heartbreak. Yes. Because she's pushing away everyone who loves her. Instead of getting the help that she needs. But they're not helping her. They're not helping her commit a murder. They're also not really helping her grief. Okay, yeah. I under- Look, I understand that completely. But they're also trying to stop a Pyrrhus. <laughs> okay? Have, how many br- fire-breathing demon hell horses have you had to deal with recently? It's a big job. Yeah, but I would know that my friends need me and the Pyrrhus will deal with later. Not when Rainer only has one day left. Yeah, I'm over him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, Massimo flees from this situation, runs back to mommy, and like the weird perverse joy when he's listening to her heartbeat. He's like, "You're like me, mommy. You're like me." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You disgusting little monster." Who she kisses on the lips, by the way. Weird. I remember when that was introduced, and we were like, "Oh, so they used to bang." 
But no, no, that's just how she treats her son. Creepy. She's creepy. She's creepy. It, it makes sense. And we love her. Yes, it's true. Um, yeah, the idea of what human Ebony is going to bring on the world and who she's going to try to ally herself with to keep herself alive and keep mm-hmm. herself useful. It's just a great plot twist for a character that I didn't know where else to go with. Well, you're assuming that the serum is going to keep her alive. Ooh, good point. I'm just saying there's a 50% chance that she will die. Good point. I, I don't know for sure. Um, Let's uh, continue with Massimo. Yeah, so he goes to her, and uh, she calls him a monster, and he snaps a bit. He starts, does he smack her around, or am I misremembering? Uh I don't recall. Why is why are he and Lauren in the same room? So I that I couldn't figure out because and she got she has blood on her head like right. she was hit. How did he get to her and how did he know that Lauren turned Ebony human? It wasn't explicitly stated. Yes. If if y'all saw something or understand a connection that we that missed. We missed more than willing to just say are bad yeah. and I I like being corrected. Mm-hmm. So Please let us know. I don't want to feel dumb. Yeah. Okay? So, um, yeah, he's with her, and he's having this manic episode as his whole life is collapsing around him. But she didn't know. She didn't know about my strength. The seed, the origin seed. We finally learn whose creepy hand was reaching for it. And he takes it, and his face starts busting up, and he's transforming into something. Mm -hmm. He's going to have the power of all of the Unamens in himself. He's going to turn to some kind of creature, uh, or at the very least be an all-powerful force with an origin seed and a twig of Zamora. Dude is unstoppable. Yeah. The only hope that we have is to pit the Pyrapus mm-hmm. against Massimo and sell tickets yeah. and watch it live on pay-per-view. Because <laughs> that is the entertainment of the year. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else do we have? I... I think, did we cover everything? That's everything. All right, prediction time. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Oh, my God. Yo, one episode left. Oh, man. So much going on. I've already made my prediction that I think it's going to be Pyrapus versus (laughs) Massimo to the death. Okay. What do you think is happening? I think Kenzie is gone. I don't think we're going to see her in the season finale. I think she left. I'm really hoping she left with Bruce. I hope she left with Bruce, too. So that she at least has protection. Yes. Um, But then again, she's now gone, and that means that whatever fey war is happening, she is completely safe. So that's my prediction for Kenzie is that she is gone out of city and that she will be fine. Um, I think that Lauren and Bo will eventually, you know, become friends again. I think that Rainer will die. He's going to bite that bullet, man. Yeah. I think that um, Bo's father will come back for the finale and will probably get rid of him and not see him again. And the Hell Shoes will not be, they'll be next season. We won't even get there. All right. Fair enough. Oh, which if they do allow you. There it is. If the Hell Shoes do allow you to walk into hell, mm-hmm. whoever dies in the finale, she's going to go into hell to save them in the next season. Um, and hopefully, Hale, for whatever reason, ended is up in hell. Perfect. Love this idea. That's Great. my prediction. Yeah, throw the music back on. 
Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for watching, downloading, listening, streaming. Reviewing, you're the best. Reviewing, reviewing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes. You're the greatest. Uh, we're going to be doing the final episode with Ksenia Solo right after this. is going to be online early next week. Check it out. should be on right after the episode airs on the East Coast in America. Yell, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. And on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and Google Plus at yelltegel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all of my sketches, AfterBuzz TV shows, and source-fed videos on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. New shows coming out in April. Orphan Black, Playing House, and Mad Men is coming back for its seventh season. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 